want my kids to go through the same thing, right? I, I feel like I, I, I've been through that. She has been through that. And if if nothing changes, if I don't learn the lesson or they will go through that too. What you're about to hear is an unscripted session with a psychic medium. Fleur had no contact with the participants prior to this meeting. They were screened by me, Elizabeth, one of the producers of the podcast, in order to preserve the integrity of the psychic reading. Absolutely no information was given to Fleur before their psychic session. This is Moving Beyond the Podcast. My name is Fleur, and I am an intuition teacher, a psychic medium, and host of this podcast, Moving Beyond. Here, you have the opportunity to be a fly on my wall and listen in on an intimate reading in which I connect someone to their loved ones on the other side. You will hear stories of grief and tremendous loss, but you will also hear stories of love and connection and witness beautiful transformations. Thank you for listening with an open heart. I truly believe that we heal in community, and you're here. You are an important part of this one. My name is Luisa. I was born in Brazil. For the last eight years, I've been living in California, but now I'm back in Brazil. I've followed the show since the first season. And the reason why I was interested is that last year around March, I lost my little sister, but it's, I feel like it's been um, hard to get over it. There's not a single day that I go through without thinking about it. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Wonderful. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. It's my experience, really, that that spirit doesn't pass. It doesn't go away. It doesn't disappear. So while the physical form might pass, might disappear in our physicality, that spirit continues on. And the continuation of it, for me, holds an energetic pattern that can be communicated with that can be accessed. And so when I turn my attention there, for me, it feels as if I'm tuning into a radio station. It feels as if I'm forming a connection. And when I do that, it often feels very intelligent. There's a lot of communication available. I find it's very important, of course, that we identify who we're connecting with. So the beginning sometimes feels very evidential of descriptions about the person or what's coming up for me. And then we move into a space of messages. So any kind of thing that needs to be said, anything that needs to be acknowledged, you get an opportunity yourself too. It's a two-way street. So you'll get an opportunity to ask questions and you'll get an opportunity to engage. Um, mm -hmm. It's not just me, you know, it, it also will allow you to have an access and you to participate. So yes, yeah, so that's the process of it. And in that beginning state, for me, it feels like I'm tuning into that radio station, I'm tuning into that frequency, and all I need from you is just a yes or a no. So a very mm -hmm. verbal, yes, it's factual, no, it's not, that's all I need, yes or no. The no's never hurt my feelings, so a no from me gives me that feeling of I can fine-tune just a little bit more. Maybe I'm at radio station 97.3, I need to be at 97.4, right? Mm -hmm. So the no doesn't bother me at all, it just allows like much more more of a connection because I get to go fine tune and find where okay. I need to be. Is there anything you do not want to know, don't want to talk about anything that is no, no, no. Okay. 
Good. Sounds good. And we'll see how it all goes. All right. So I'm just going to go quiet for a moment here. Okay. Um, you can see me, so you'll know that I'm still here. I haven't gotten anywhere. But I like to get quiet for just a moment and take a look at who we've got. Okay. All right, got a few people here. I don't think we'll spend too much time with this first person, but they need to be acknowledged. Uh, grandfather on father's side. So your father's father, grandfather, he's passed. Do you see? Yes, yes. And as he comes in, I feel actually to be a very quiet man very reserved. This would not be a man that you would know to talk a lot or share tons of stories. He likes to observe. Do yes. you see? Yes. I do feel like your lives overlap. This is a sense of he's living it when you're living, you know, when you yes. come into the world, he's still around. Yes. Uh, he does bring me around the age of five, six, when you're about five, six. So I feel yes. like he's um, there at that time, but then I don't see him there much longer after. Yes. you see that? So yes. right as you come into five, six, I feel like this man goes to the spirit, but yes. maybe you have a memory, maybe you don't, but I think he's just not the talkative one of the family, yes. um, but yet he has a memory. And I think maybe you have memories too, that your father's side of the family would get together, yes. would come together in community. Yes. And he enjoys that quite a lot while he's quiet. You know, this man to have a heart of gold, you know that he's a good, good man. Do you see? Yes. That's, that's the feeling I get. A good, good man. I feel that you must have, hmm, he talks about an age gap for you with siblings. This feeling of you having been the eldest or the older one. Do you understand that? More or less, yes. And then do you see that there's three of you in when I talk about your siblings that you'd be one of three do you yes. see yes because he talks with the three but I feel if you're not the older one then you I am see. okay got it yeah for the I, siblings yes I was yeah yes I'm the yeah, oldest sibling yes okay good but there's the three of you yes 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 where he just really wants you to know how much of a maternal presence you have how good you are in that role and he also makes me feel like there is the addition of a new child in the world that he didn't get to see um, yes. that you have also been mother too. This is yes. the feeling and this need for you to know that you've always had this in you. This is such a quality within you. He watches it fondly. Thank right. you. Yes. I'm. Hmm. Do you see, it's not one of your siblings, but one of your cousins when they're younger, not as an adult, but when they're younger, kind of teenage, they get like in trouble with yes. the police or just kind yes. of like, you know, they get a bit in trouble, but they've shaped up yes. since or they've gotten their act together. You understand that? Yes. Your grandfather was patiently waiting for this person to get their act together. That's this feeling and was happy to see it happen but really wants you to know, wants your family to know he's been watching all the big things, all the little things he is around. I feel this man also has a daughter. Obviously he's your father's father, but he himself has a daughter, an aunt of yours. 
Yes. And would you also see the daughter of his that went through health complications? And yes. Mm. Okay. I might come back to it in a moment. Mm -hmm. Mm. Because as he stands here, I see this lovely man, very sweet man, this grandfather of yours, and he extends his hand. And as he extends his hand, I feel like there's a younger woman who grabs his hand. Mm -hmm. And this younger woman comes in very connected to you. It's the feeling, I would still call her a child in a way, although I think she's would have been nearing adulthood, but she feels like a child to me, you know, as she yes, comes in. Yes. And she feels like she's on your generational level. Yes. She feels uh, to know you very well. You see that? She feels to know you very, very well. I see uh, that, but not yeah. as my aunt. No, no. I don't feel like it's your aunt. Okay. Um, this is a different person. Okay. This is a okay. different person. This is okay. your generation, not your... Okay. Your aunt would be one generation above you. This is your generation. Yes, I see that. And I'm going to let her step forward here because she feels very important. Mm -hmm. And she makes me feel like she's been waiting eagerly to speak to you. Yeah. And wants you to know that the first person she meets when she crosses over is this grandfather, which I feel would have been your hope or your wish for her, is that he's there to greet her and to be with her. Yeah. And I don't feel like she gets to know him as well in life as you do. Yeah. But she gets to know him now. You know, she gets to know him now. And this would be a sister of yours. Do you see this? This young woman yes. that's coming in, sister of yours. Okay, I'm just going to come in here. My first impression, and she brings me to a memory, is I want to snuggle in bed with you. There's this feeling of getting out of her own bed and going into your bed, and like this feeling of snuggling up to you. And it feels like a memory of when she's young, not necessarily at the time that she passes, but when she's a young girl, I feel there's mm -hmm. this real desire to do everything with you and mm -hmm. also to be physically close to you. Do you yeah. see that? Yeah. And she makes me feel that she has a big imagination in life. There is something about her to be very creative, very imaginative. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a sense of having journals in life that people would have found after her passing there's a lot of this feeling of creativity and imagination and needing to write it all down do you see mm -hmm. that I, I i don't know but it might be yeah okay let me take a look this is interesting because i feel like when she talks about you i do feel you are the sister i do feel like there's years spent together but i feel at the time that she passes either you don't live together or you are separate and yes. spent quite a few years separate. Yes. Do you see this? Mm -hmm. Like there's this feeling of growing up at a distance from each other. Yeah. Or at least the way that she grows up is distant to you physically. Yeah. Yeah. And yet there's a sweetness between the two of you. But I feel that there is also a sense of the way you grow up, the type of parents that you have, 
the environment that you grow up feels incredibly different to me. Yes. Do you see this incredibly different? So while yes. you're sisters, I feel the container in which you come up in the world is not the same. Correct. Yeah. And I also feel that because of this, I feel you must in your body, in your mind, have thought many times that you regret the distance or yeah. the not getting to spend time together in that way. Do you understand yep. that? Yeah. Regretting the separation. And I don't feel it was your fault at all because I feel that this is decided and divided by adults at the time. Yeah. This is not something you chose and she wants you to know of that too. Okay. I feel because of this reason in the last year of her life, I would say even in the last two years of her life, there isn't as much contact there between the two of you. There's not much emotional discussion. There's not so yes. much connection. Do you see? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I think when she passes, a part of you wonders what was even going on in her world or what was happening from her yes. perspective. I think you've heard about it since or talked about it since, but I don't feel like you saw it or witnessed it or knew. Yes. I understand that. Mm -hmm. And again, there's this feeling of her wanting to say to you, that's okay. You couldn't have known. I also want to say, and it's nothing negative about her parents or your parents, but there's some sort of isolation around her during this period of time. I don't know quite how to put that into words. Yeah. I don't know if she yeah. was on her own or housed somewhere else or taken care of somewhere else, but I feel very isolated. Right. Do you see this? Yeah, it was the pandemic too. So she was isolated ah, at right. home. Yeah. Okay, that's what it is. She makes me feel she really struggles with this. You yeah. see, really yeah. struggles yeah. with this. And that you yeah. have many times thought and looked back and thought should have done more, but she really wants you to know that wouldn't have been possible, wouldn't have been able to not to carry that weight. She really doesn't want you to carry that weight. Okay. I feel. But I know that it's something that you've thought of many times, this feeling of isolation around her and just knowing that this was difficult. Yeah. Um, she's quite young, I want to say. I feel like she's not... Yeah. She's not very old at all. Maybe 14, 15, something like this. Yeah. Yeah, she feels so young to me. And I know that when she looks back at it now and she's got a bigger perspective, you know, I truly believe when those in spirit look back, they're not encapsulated at their selves at the age that they go. So she is not 14, 15 looking back. She is ageless. The spirit is ageless. She does not right. hold an age. She comes into the world we give her an age chronologically but her soul never right. had an age right and so she looks at this with a wider perspective not through the lens of a 14 year old but knowing that she is more than that more than the chronological order of things but I do know that during this period of time she looks at herself as being a young teenager really struggling with social interactions mm -hmm. feeling 
bullied or other or separate is my feeling. Right. And I feel like I don't see a way out or I don't know a way out. And I feel very critical. She shows me that she was very critical of herself and critical is not even the right word. I just feel very self hating, very uh-huh. self loathing. There's this overwhelming feeling of experience that she had that she doesn't hold now at all, but that she looks as having gone through as having experienced, um, which breaks my heart, but I feel like it's important in the acknowledgement of why she passes, because I do feel that her passing feels like an a suicidal act, an act against herself. It yeah. feels that there is intention. It's not unintentional intention right. at the time, you know, given yeah. her experience, giving her experience as a 14 year old. Yeah. Certainly not how she feels now. Yeah. But she does want you to know she's okay. She wants the family to know she's all right. All is okay. good. Mom is in the world. You see your mom's here yeah. in the world. Yeah. She yeah. really needs to know mom. She's okay. I do feel like mom was not far or just physically present in and around this time. I feel like I'm not far. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it feels very traumatizing and very difficult. Yeah. And she really wants to hug and hold and kiss mom and let her know she's okay. Okay. So, so, so important. I feel her and her mom have been close. Yeah. I feel a sweetness there and I feel that there's memories of them cooking together. Yeah. And wants to remind your mom of this. I also feel that there's a sense of baking and that the baking comes in as important and very, very fond memories. And there is such a, a, an overwhelming feeling of needing to acknowledge to all that this couldn't have been changed. It couldn't have been altered. It just feels really important, not from the perspective of we couldn't have altered the trajectory of this or that she couldn't have changed her mind, but from the perspective of no one was aware. She was really hiding it a lot, I feel, mm-hmm. the severity. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like mom did try to help in all ways possible. I feel like there is some sort of therapy already around your sister at that point. She has yeah. been seeing a psychiatrist. She has been helped. Yeah. I feel like all the yeah. help was in place. Do you see? Yeah. Yeah. It's like we didn't ignore it. And she's wanting to just tell mom she did the right thing. She found the right people. Mm-hmm. Because I feel that it's not like this was ignored. And there's the acknowledgement of we thought she was doing better. Right. This okay. is the feeling too. We thought she was yeah. doing better. Your sister must have gone through a phase in which she is super creative, super lively, lots of color. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Yeah. And I feel there is this artistic flair and she is such a sensitive being that it's yeah. hard for her to be in the physical world. I feel like I feel everything so intensely. Yeah. Um, but she makes me feel like she loves color. Yeah. And this and and the idea of like cartoons comes up for me too. Yeah. 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 Uh like she loving drew. yes, loving cartoons and loving to draw them. Yep. And and her creativity continues. She wants you to know there's even more potential for creativity now. There's even more 
of her creative side getting to be expressed, but she does love reminding you of this part of her. I think it is such an active part and she wants to really thank the family. Thank your mom, because there's an encouragement around it too. Okay. That's my feeling. Like people encouraged it, you know? Okay. Okay. The name Gabrielle or Gabriella, do you see this Mm -hmm. to be significant at all? To her? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And who would that be? It's her godmom. Okay. Beautiful. Living, yes? Yes. Yes. Good. She wants to acknowledge this individual who I think has been incredibly important and supportive of your mom as well. Yeah in this time for this period of time. I also feel that you have spent more time at home or did spend a period of time at home, but she places you back out into the world. So she makes me feel like you had that period of time and now you're back out on your own. Do you see this? Or like away from mom at the moment? It's her mom. We don't share the same mom. And okay. I did. I I lived abroad for eight years and now I'm back home. So if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. There's this feeling of you returning. Mm-hmm. And then when you initially return, do you see that you stay with family? Yeah. Hmm. As she comes in, do you see that she has very big cheeks? Yeah. Do you see this? I see these round cheeks and she's got this glint in her eye and I do feel like she must have either needed braces or had braces or something to do with the teeth that she shows me here. Yeah. I get the sense of the teeth not being fully grown in or fully, like there's something about the crowding of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But she looks happy and good and so overjoyed to get to connect with you she also makes me feel like this sense of fog and depression has been on you lately or that you've been feeling more down than you've ever felt more yeah a sense of depression that you've not used to because it's not who you are naturally do you see yeah certainly yeah yeah she wants to lift you up lift you up lift you up lift you up letting you know she's around you, letting you know she wants to help, letting you know she wants to guide. And then there's this feeling of symbols and ways that she tries to connect with you. And one of them feels to be a ladybug. Okay. But it keeps seeing all these ladybugs around you and wanting to say hello. Okay. I also feel like it doesn't feel like she's been passed for a full year yet. Is that right? I think it just turned. It's very recent. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel that she's still finding new ways to communicate with you, still wanting you to know she's around. She's creating this new language with you, wanting you to know that she is there. Okay. Yeah. Let's ask you some questions. I think you already covered part of it, which was, it was so sudden that one of my questions is, um, did anyone hurt her, right? Like, why did this happen, right? did something happen to her that led to that? But it seems like she was depressed and just going through her, her own stuff in her own head. But yeah, that was my first question. If someone did some anything to her, 
that caused that. And I think the other, do you want to say something? I don't feel it to be malicious or that there's someone else involved. I don't feel that. Okay, that's good. And then I think the other question is more, it's more out there, but like, how can I do better to my own kids so they don't go through the same thing that I did and that she did? Like how to break this this cycle, but she might not give me that answer. You have two of your own, is that right? Correct. Yeah, she likes being around them. One of them still feels very young. Yep. Or wouldn't have memories of her do you know no so yep. she knows you're gonna keep talking about her and it's gonna be okay she'll continue to be around them as a guardian angel absolutely That's but i great. feel that your childhood her childhood in a way feels uprooted not super stable mm-hmm. correct your children have a very stable childhood they do. And I think your parents, her parents did the best they could, but the environment, the way that you both grew up really feels at times incredibly chaotic, Mm -hmm. especially when you're younger. That's a hard thing to mentally process. It's a hard thing to move through. Mm -hmm. I do not feel your children hold the same struggles. Okay. And your own journey in mental health, your own journey in the awareness of mental health feels to be big. You have a lot of resources. You have a lot mm-hmm. of knowledge. Mm-hmm. I, I do not think you're coming in unprepared. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't make me feel you will face similar challenge or that your children will face similar challenges but there's also such a knowledge of mental awareness and mental health yeah and wants to calm your fears in that respect okay to calm your fears that's good thank you and then the other thing i had for her is um if there's anything i should tell her mom because i i since it happened i've been trying to be closer with her but it's really difficult because yeah, I just don't know how, but if there's anything that she wants me to say or connect to her mom with, um, I could do that. But but you, the, you sort of brought that up and yeah. Yeah. I think her mom is open, but grieving. So yeah. any kind of distance I think has nothing to do with you yeah, and is yeah. much more about just not having the capacity to show up in the world every day yeah yeah yeah. i feel like she's showing me you have your hand outstretched i think that is beautiful and she wants to thank you for it and i think if that's all it is right now that's Mm -hmm. enough i do also feel that the godmother that was mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. is also a way in or that you could also have a connection there okay to help and support mom yeah and I do think that the effort's been made by you and will continue to be made by by you. It doesn't feel like it needs to be forced anymore or Mm -hmm. that you're not doing enough. I I feel like the hand is outstretched and that feels most important right now. Mm -hmm. I 
also know that she wants you to take care of your own mental health. Yeah. You know, equally important as reaching out to her mom is your own mental health. And because you're older, it does feel like, and your grandfather brought it up earlier about you being that maternal figure. I feel like you're grieving the loss of a sister, but you're also grieving this maternal protection that you held over her and really wanting you to know to forgive yourself. It's not a reflection of that maternal instinct. It's not a reflection of not being protective enough of not connecting enough. There's such a need for forgiveness for yourself that she really wants to offer you. Okay. She knew she was loved. She knows she's loved. This feels very important. Very, very important. And both she and your grandfather really emphasize how good of a mother you are. All right. Thank you. Needing to hear that. Do you feel like you're stumbling around a little bit on your spiritual journey? Well, one thing that can help you find purpose and direction is knowing your archetype. Archetype are universal patterns of purpose and behavior that once you discover yours are really going to help you find your place in the world and your purpose in the world. I've created a very fun, very quick quiz to help you find yours, and you can find it in the show notes or at mediumfleurfleur.com. Finding your archetype will help you find direction, and we've even offered you some resources to find that next steady step on your spiritual journey. Go online today and find your archetype and your direction on your spiritual path. Before we get back to our show, I want to tell you about our Patreon. Patreon is an amazing way to help support the show, but also it's going to give you a sneak peek into something we've never offered before. You can find pictures, videos, little memorabilia between the client, the person that I'm connecting with, and their loved one on the other side. These photos are often ones that I get after sessions, but I'm wanting to share them with you because I see them as a love letter and just a beautiful way of honoring those who have passed. If you are at all curious, if you want to see them, if you want to honor them too, please check out our Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes and you can help support the show. Thank you for being here and enjoy the rest of today's podcast. Do you have any other questions for her? I don't think so. No. She's lovely. Yeah, I've been, I've been trying to connect with her. I think that's all, but we'll we'll find our ways um, with time, I guess. You will. You absolutely will. I do feel right now you yourself are in a little bit or maybe a lot of a mental emotional fog. And when we're in that space, it can be hard to feel the subtlety of the spirit, but that's going to relieve and be relieved in you at some point. So that's not forever. And when it relieves, you will feel her much more clearly. In the meantime, I think signs will help. And remembering that signs are two way streets. So you can also choose the sign you want and ask for it. It doesn't always have to be you waiting for it. And remembering that the two of you are creating a new vocabulary, a new dictionary with each other will Uh help as well. 
But if you're feeling a struggle or a frustration around the actual feeling of her, it feels like it's just because the fog is there. And it's really hard to feel the subtlety of spirit when there's a denseness in the emotional space. So I would say take some pressure off and know that she's around. Yeah. And then allow the communication to be fluid without too much pressure. She's there. Okay. You know, and it's now just a matter of you kind of getting onto that radio station and noticing when you do and noticing what allows you to connect. And that's going to be a lifelong practice for you as well. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for thank you. sharing yeah, her thank with you. me. You're very welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was, was wonderful. I, I really needed to talk to her. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're so welcome. She's lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. All right, take care. Have a good day. You're very welcome. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hey, Louisa. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah? Have you been? It's been a few weeks, so we haven't seen each other in a while. It's true. It's been, it feels like forever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, it really does. Things are good. Yeah. Wonderful. So in our follow-up session, last time we had a reading, we had that connection. And then in the follow-up session, it gives us an opportunity to chat a little bit about the session, what your experience was, and then also to have a discussion about any kind of spiritual questions that may have come up during the session. Mm -hmm. So we can start by talking about what brought you to the session to begin with. I know that we connected to your sister, but I never get the full story mm-hmm. when I do the readings. So I would love to hear it in your own words. Okay. So as you said, I wanted to connect with my sister. She was 14 when she committed suicide. That happened March last year. And the reason why I was, of course, the the way that she did it, right? The the fact that it was suicide was enough to get me like, it it was just hard to move on. But I also kind of lost, lost contact with her in the past, let's say, couple of years. I was living in the U.S. for uh, maybe like six to seven years because I was doing my PhD. So we kind of like started losing contact and then by the last couple of years we were just like saying happy birthday or Mm. like the normal things you do yearly and then so I was really upset because I felt very very guilt very guilty like if I was there or if we we were talking uh, mostly because I sort of went through the same stuff when I was her age but I had a lot of friends so I think that Mm. that really helped me out but she was going through that during the pandemic. So she was extremely isolated from her friends, not going to school. So I think that that was it, right? Like she didn't have anyone to to be with her. But then I, I didn't realize how much of that was affecting me. Like I was constantly angry and, and mm. not even thinking about her. Like it's not like, oh, I'm so angry because I don't have my sister anymore. It was just like a constant state of anger and like lack of patience I have two kids and like I just could not deal with them at all and I feel like after we connected it was just something 
flipped, like something changed oh, wow. and like it's been a better life. Mm. And I've been doing a lot of inner work. Like one thing that came up during the session was uh, my mental health. And it's been a hard like year. And I'm going to therapy, doing a lot of reading, listening to a lot of stuff, but it's still when nothing would work because I mm. think I was working so hard on being happy and not really letting it be and feeling the happiness. And I think it all like came together during the session. And then I heard someone say that every breath you take, you're a new person. So it's a moment to forgive yourself and forgive others. And I think that clicked together. Um, wow. And I'm able to actually be happy instead of trying to be happy. Like it's wow. not a goal, right? It's a, it's yeah. a state. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know how, but it all came together. And, and I'm just mm -hmm. so, so, so happy that it happened. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm Thank happy that it happened. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm yeah. just the, I'm just the translator, you know, it's very little about me. I think how beautiful that you had that experience. It really makes me happy to hear that. And yeah. also it's a suicide's hard for, for anyone, you know, regardless of yeah. if you were in touch, if you were connected every day, I think suicide, we, at least I've seen with people you go back and you just try to figure out like, where could we have changed it? Where could we have done it differently? And yeah. you'll get stuck on, on something in this case, yeah. it's the, Oh, I was far away, you know, mm -hmm. but I feel mm -hmm. that it, it's a, it's a tough experience for, for everyone, for anyone. And it's one yeah. that I know she doesn't want you to hold, but at the same time, it's very hard as a, as a human being, as a human person to just, move forward yeah so I think yeah yeah very courageous of you to do all that work on yourself as well because I think there's two ways through it either you face it head-on and you do some inner work or you disconnect until you do the work anyways it takes courage so right well done I think for me it was both <laughs> I was I was almost there of you have to do it. There's no other way. Yeah. And that's okay too. And I think okay it too. was also to break the cycle, right? Like I don't, I don't want my kids to go through the same thing, right? I, I feel like yeah. I, I, I've been through that. She has been through that. And if, if nothing changes, if I don't learn the lesson or they will go through that too. Right? Mm. So that was one of my questions. Like, how do I break that? Yeah. 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 And if I remember correctly in the reading, it seems to me that you're already breaking it by doing this. There's nothing else you have to Let's, do other than crossed. living it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah we lead by yeah. example. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And so it sounds like the session made a big difference for you, which, oh my God, I mean, it's all I could ever hope for. Did it leave you with any questions as to your own spiritual journey or your own path moving forward? I think a, a big, uh, not a question, but like, I was very surprised that my grandpa was the first one to come in. I could he passed when I was five, just like you said. Mm. So like I, I was even, I was not even thinking about him, right? Like it's, it, he was not on my mind, but he is uh, the shared grandpa that I have with her. So it was an interesting connection, right? Because both of my grandpas are passed, but that one is the one that I have a connection with her, which was really unexpected. And what I've been dealing with lately that has been so hard is motherhood, right? It's like, I feel mm -hmm. so guilty because I don't want to be with my children. 
they they mm. they tire me out like I'm angry I don't have patience so like this has been like bothering me and sucking out of me lately and then the message was you're a good mom you're doing a good job so I think like it was what I needed to hear but from someone that I just did not expect right my 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 grandpa so it was yeah. it was like I was amazed. Um, I was expecting to hear from my husband's um, father, but not my grandpa, you know. But now, as far as my spiritual path, or I don't know, I th think trying to live the now is what I'm working on, like not uh, projecting on the future all the time, because that's what I do all the time, thinking about the outcome, right? Like the outcome is not so important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well but it's hard living to break in the that, now. um mind state yeah yeah absolutely I mean gosh I I will say I am right there with you in that boat living in the now is not an easy easy journey I I work on that as well it's a daily practice I wanted to just quickly yeah. touch on what you said about being surprised about your grandfather being there I feel at times that it can be quite random the people that we have on the other side but I also feel that that is a beauty because we sometimes forget about the larger network we focus in on maybe the one person and we forget about the grandparents the great-grandparents the great uncles the great aunts the there's a whole ancestry there I feel and sometimes mm -hmm. when I'm connecting to someone like your sister somebody who has a great need to come in like there's a big need I often find that there's other people in the spirit side who almost act as a battery or almost help them to come through. It's like the aiding of that communication. And for that reason, sometimes somebody like your grandfather would come in initially for me almost to set the tone. It's like they come in, I feel, sometimes to act as like the power behind it. And mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. the whole session has a sense of, okay, they're helping it along. It's interesting. It doesn't always happen, but in your case, it very much felt that way, that he was there not just to say, hey, I'm here and to give mm -hmm. this message and to be like, yes, I'm part of this larger spiritual uh, cycle for you, this larger uh, web of, of a network, but also to set the power of the session. It really felt that way to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it's yeah, it makes surprising. sense. Also because yeah, I was I feel... not thinking about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it would get the most random people, really. But I feel that what's also interesting about this is when people come in for a specific person, sometimes there is so much emotion tied to that person that it almost, there's an intelligence on the spirit side where they would bring someone else first so that we can almost uh relieve some of the nervousness or we can almost go we can it, it mm. settles I don't know if you had that experience when your grandfather came in because you weren't expecting it that it somehow kind of settled you into the reading did you right. have that experience it was not as heavy it was not as heavy than than starting right yeah. on her yeah yeah I understand yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I always it's find like it very making interesting. me loosen loosening me up Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And I feel that they have such an intelligence on this that I find when that happens, when somebody tells me like, oh, that was quite random, that that person came in, it's almost as if they they set the tone, they set the power, but they also bring it softly 
so that we're almost like, okay, now we're on the train and now the train starts going, you know, but it would be too much if right, we were right. already going 100 miles an hour right from the get-go. One question I had, though, mm -hmm. is that is there such a thing as like more experienced spirits as like people that have passed for a longer time as opposed to people that just passed? Mm. It's a good question. And I actually am not 100% sure. And I ask that just because my grandpa that came through um, obviously has passed for a long time. But my grandma, who was his spouse, passed away like last November. And I, in my head, it would it would make more sense for me to hear from her, which like we were closer, you know, than yeah. him. But then he he came so strong, you know. Yeah, I think there's so many reasons to this. Some of them have to do with intentionality from the spirit side, but others have it just because I might have, for whatever reason, recognized your grandfather a little bit more strongly. Mm -hmm. So it could also be the medium, you know, in terms of when somebody passes and when the availability is to connect, I find it's really all over the map. So it has nothing to do with time. I've done a reading one time that was like so clear, so powerful and the person had passed yesterday do you know like it was mm -hmm. like yeah. one of those moments where we, we they really have just passed so timing i find not so much of an issue however mm -hmm. does seem to be somewhat true that people who have better ability to communicate in life on an energetic level also have a better ability to communicate in spirit and then while i don't think that the traditional sense of spiritual development helps or doesn't help. I did have a very interesting experience when I read for a woman who had been kind of the right hand disciple of a monk. And mm -hmm. he had studied Zen Buddhism and brought it to the United States. He was one of their founders. And when I connected to him in spirit, it was like I had to do no work at all. The mm -hmm. ability for him to connect from spirit almost felt telepathic. Which made mm -hmm. me go, huh, I wonder if the ease of communication also has something to do with this. Now, of course, in Zen Buddhism, they spend their entire life here on earth preparing for death. Like that is really like their whole purpose. So in a way, right. perhaps he was already there for so long that he knew the lay of the land and he knew how to do it. Mm -hmm. So I have all, right. all to say, I have all of these different philosophies and all of these different theories. I don't know the exact answer, but I do know that time doesn't necessarily have anything to do with it. Or that like our gotcha. chronological age here doesn't also have anything to do with it. But I've also communicated really well with people who were not spiritual at all in life, you know, who just mm -hmm. were simply like amazing connectors. And then I've right. connected with people who were not great connectors and were not spiritual. But for whatever reason, because the need is so big, that message mm -hmm. also was able to come through. And I think in that case, right. perhaps there are other people in the spirit realm who are helping them out. Right, who are like making sure the message gets through in a similar way that mm -hmm. your grandfather set the tone. Right. Yeah. So I, for me, it's like it's uh, philosophical at this point. It's theoretical. I don't have the exact answer, but I do know it's not so simple as, oh, they've not been there long enough, so they're not going to be a good communicator or they weren't very old, so they're not going to be a good communicator. I don't feel like it's that simple. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I understand the way that you see things or you receive things is like image, like like symbols in images. 
It depends. So at times I just sense, at times I see images or almost as if it's a, almost as if I'm daydreaming. So mm-hmm. that moment where you're kind of just staring off into space and you're having a little bit of a dream, but you're not really dreaming. It's that. Mm-hmm. Or I'll okay. hear a voice in my head or even my own thought will will point mm-hmm. me into the direction. It's a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. And the reason being, and this is how it would really work for anyone, regardless of if they're a, a working professional medium or not, we're taking energetic information and it's coming, we're absorbing it into the spirit body. And in the moment mm-hmm. that we absorb it, it has to come and bridge, has to rise through the physical in mm-hmm. order for it to be an awareness. And that rising of the physical really is a translating of the energy. We're translating energy into something, into a visual, into a sense, into an auditory experience. But that's a translating of the physical. All those things are physical, right? Seeing something is physical. Hearing it is physical. Sensing it is physical. That translation has a pattern that's very uniquely yours. So for some people, they feel it. For some people, they hear it. For some people, they see it. But it's just translating. It's your body, your energy's way of trying to find a definition, a translation for the energy that it's come into contact with. And so whatever is like the best match it can get is how it will show up. And that's how it also works for me. So maybe if I'm feeling the relationship that you hold with someone, for me, that's often feeling based because that's just the best translation I'm going to get. It's like, I know what it, what a mom feels like. I know what a sister feels like. I know what a best friend feels like um, Mm -hmm. in my body. So for me, when I translate that energy, that information, it translates through a feeling. But other Mm -hmm. times, often information about what they looked like will be translated as a visual image for me. So perhaps Mm -hmm. somebody has very bushy eyebrows or perhaps they had incredibly long hair or they had bright blue eyes or they had a love for red lipstick, whatever it is. That information will usually be translated for me as a visual image. But it always is very dependent and it's constantly shifting and constantly changing. And I think really what is happening is my being is trying to find the best translation for whatever energy is coming into contact with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's way deeper than, than what I was going for. I just... I was curious because I'm Brazilian mm-hmm. and my grandpa was Japanese and I was like how how the how is she getting all of the messages because there's like three languages involved yes. in the process but it's all like this translating into different things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. cuz I'm not speaking with them in a language at all right it's right, all right, energetic right. information you know and so yeah. that's language that's is why very it's shallow possible. yeah yeah, 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 exactly. Because I, I could, it. if we wanted to, I could translate that into Dutch. Do you know? Right. So, yeah, like, yeah. if so, it really doesn't matter so much. It's really sometimes that throws people off because it's how we communicate in life. We communicate through words. Right. We communicate through like the sound. But when you take that away, the language has has no importance at all. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes total yeah. sense. When in reading, did you maybe have a moment where you were like, oh, that's so my sister or that you really recognized her? I think when you said you both have unstable childhoods or like difficult childhoods, but they were not the same. And it's exactly that. We both had bad 
parents, I would say, not parents. My my, I don't think my dad is a is a good dad. Her mom is probably really good, but we grew up separately. I learned we were what nineteen years apart or something like that, and and I learned of I learned that she existed when she was like two years old. Wow. Um, so she had no family for until she was two, and then after that, she was sort of hidden. Nobody knew about her, but me and my brother, just the two of us knew about her. So it was like very messed up. And so she had a bad, like unstable family core. And I did that too, but in a very different context, right? My my parents were just fighting all the time, splitting up, going back together, that sort of like cycle. But we were raised yeah. completely different, but ended up the same like with the same traumas, the same like self-consciousness, the same insecurities. She hung herself mm-hmm. um, and her mom found her. So I think that was a big thing for her mom. And that's yeah. the the other thing that um, you said that it was exactly as it happened is that she had tried it once before the same way. And her mom pretty much removed the rope around from around her neck. And she was doing therapy. She was going to the psychiatrist. And it was like, we thought she was doing better. We, yeah. we thought she was okay. And that's exactly what you said. We thought she was okay. And then she, she was able to do it again. So that was to a T exactly what happened. They were following up on her very closely, very closely. Yeah. And I feel she knew that too. I think so. Yeah. And I think she knew so many things that we didn't somehow. She left a note for my dad saying, thanks for playing the role of my dad in this life. I'll see you in the next one. And I was just, I I, I couldn't shake that off. Like she, she knew things somehow, even though she was 14. Yeah. Um, Age is not chronological, I find. Uh, Sometimes when I have this conversation with parents who've lost children or with siblings who've lost their siblings at a younger age, the question always comes up if they continue aging or if they are somehow set. But I feel Mm -hmm. that the soul doesn't ever have an age to begin with. So when they cross when anyone crosses age the chronological age that we're given here in the world it really has no importance so there is a continuation there is a a learning a growing of course as any other person Mm -hmm. would when they cross over but Mm -hmm. it's it's never really in the way that we perceive it which is okay she was 14 and then next year she's 15 and then you know on, on she goes her wisdom is is hers and her age has nothing to do with the chronological as, as yours doesn't either, we've just given ourselves an age. And yet, of course, we have uh, limitations in the physical body, which is the limitations of the, the physical form, the brain chemistry, all of these things that do tend to keep us in a little bit of a compartmentalization around age. But when all mm-hmm. of that falls away, the soul is really, truly ageless. So there's never yeah, that the sor- sense of yeah, stuckness. The source is all the same, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Do you have any other questions? I don't think so. I think it was just wonderful. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. You're so welcome. I'm so happy she came through for you. And I always really want to remind you, I am not your connector to anyone. 
you are the connector, you know? So yeah. I'm really just a translation and you can connect with her any time of the day at will. It's just as simply as asking, simple as requesting it, making some space in the day. So mm -hmm. I would definitely encourage that because I feel like regardless of having been distant for some time, it didn't feel that way in energy to me. It didn't feel that mm -hmm. way in the reading to me. I think she really enjoys being near you, really enjoys being connected and will continue right. to be. There's no need to think that there's any kind of separation just because there was in the physical form. Right. Uh, I feel like she'll continue staying really close to you. That's good. It's good to know. Yeah. So ask her. It's simple. It's not hard. People tend to think it's difficult, but but it's not. It's very simple. They'll always be there. Yeah. Thank you. You are so welcome. Thanks for your time. Thanks for sharing her with me. I really, really appreciate sharing your story. And I know it's going to help others as well. You know, I, I think especially with kids, especially with suicide and COVID, it's it's not unfortunately, very unfortunately, it's not an isolated experience. Yep. So yeah. I really, really appreciate you sharing your story. I hope it helps. Yep. Wonderful. Take care. I'm sure paths will cross you again too. at some point. Yep. See you Thank you. Bye. Bye. If you've ever wondered how we select our participants, on Patreon, you can actually see our pre-interview. This is the interview our producer does with our participant before they know they're going to be selected for the show. It's a wonderful way also to support us. Patreon is 5 or $7 only, and it allows you to get that inside look. We do have a pre-interview for Louisa, which was the moment that she first met Elizabeth and started her journey with us on this podcast. And you have the opportunity this week to see some really cute, very cute pictures of Louisa's sister and her grandfather. On top of all of that, you get meditations, you get exercises, you get ways to help your own spiritual development. So if you're interested in helping us support the show, we so would appreciate it. Go to the Patreon link in the bio and get your hands on all these wonderful additions. Thank you for listening to Moving Beyond, the podcast. We would like to thank everyone who has shared their loved ones, their stories, and their heartbreak with us, making this podcast possible. If you haven't yet left us a rating or a review, we would greatly appreciate it as it helps others find the show. Moving Beyond is an independent podcast produced by Fleur Lesink and Elizabeth Mihalich, with additional support from the team at 2020 Intuition, including Lotta, Teresa, Min, and Jill. Original music composed and produced by Lucas Tuttle. To learn more about Medium Fleur and her book, Moving Beyond, that teaches you how to access your intuition, psychic ability, and spirit connection, please visit www.mediumfleur.com. The link is in the show notes. If you'd like to be on a future episode of Moving Beyond, please send Elizabeth a short email detailing the loss that you've experienced and how grief affects your daily life to podcasts at mediumfleur.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S -S at mediumfleur.com. If you'd like to know more about the guest and the loved ones who appeared in this episode of Moving Beyond, or how we create the podcast Moving Beyond, please visit our community at patreon.com. Simply search for Medium Fleur, M-E-D-I-U-M-F-L-E-U-R. We'll see you there. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.